With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Howdy, folks. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, well, it's raining here, so not that great here. But, you know, it's raining apparently all over the Northeast. Nope, it, nope, no? nope. It stopped this morning here. It's been beautiful and about 68 degrees, actually. You suck. Anyway, I... <laughs> Start us off with the pre-show. Go ahead, Russ. So something interesting about baseball. Um, yeah. Teams always used to, before every game, take uh, batting and fielding practice. It was the norm. Right. And then after a while, it sort of stopped being the norm. And some teams would do it once a week, twice a week, maybe only at home, maybe only on the road. Everybody had this whole different thing about it. So yesterday, um, the Phillies played the Diamondbacks. You know, and the Phillies were hot. They were hitting, you know, the cover off the ball first couple of games, and they didn't take batting practice. And they did have a one nothing lead. They eventually lost 2-1. And so now you wonder, did that take them out of their rhythm? And, and it's funny because, you know, I'm having a lot of conversations with people, different media people, and, um, and look, I picked the Phillies to go to the World Series, but, they, you know, Diamondbacks are a scrappy team, and now they're at home. And even though they were even going to go with a bullpen game today, which makes me sick that, in an NLCS, a team is going to go in a bullpen game, but whatever, that's baseball today. But my basic point here is, like, I'm sure the Phillies are taking batting practice today, but you never know what's going to take a team out of their rhythm, right? We've all seen this happen. What can make them just, you know, not hit for days now? You don't know. You don't know if that's going to happen. And I just think it was like whoever made that decision, that was a bad idea not to take batting practice when you're on the road. Yeah, you. I mean, you do whatever you're doing, and you keep doing it. You don't. Right. You don't stray from, you know, whatever. I mean, and I'm the only reason I know this is because, you know, I watch a lot of Yankees games. The Yankees have batting practice every home game because Yes has a show called the Yankees Batting Practice Show. So they're always showing like Aaron Judge in the bat in the batting cage or whatever. Right. They're, they're always doing it. Like the Mets do it, but with limited guys. Not everybody does it every day at home. So they do like, you know, like six, seven people, and they have they let fans on there, and it's a whole thing. I mean, I don't want to get into that part of it. But, um, but yeah, all teams sort of do it differently. And, yeah, my feeling is you're right. Never take yourself out of the, uh, out of the norm and what you're doing. Stay in that routine because you just never know. And, 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 you know, we won't go on long here, baseball. We're just uh, killing time until Act gets here. He says he's just about having some computer issues and he's just about ready to. I have one too. Yeah. Um, it makes me sick that Texas had Houston down 2 nothing after winning twice at home. And Houston, oh, they're scrappy. You know, they, please, I just I want to see this team lose so bad that I can taste it. And they're a good team. They they're do. a good team. They're a good they team. They're put, well put together. I hate them. I hate them with the heat of a thousand suns. I just want them to lose. But Texas, you know, I mean, I think it was a mistake to put sure a, a, a. I think it was a mistake to go five innings with Scherzer. I don't think it was a mistake to use them because early on in that game, he had good stuff. I think it was a mistake to kind of push him to the fifth. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is that if you use the, if you go by the normal rotation here you know he's gonna pitch game seven if there's a game seven yeah he's probably not though well it may be it may be a bullpen game or it may be like one of those yeah. games where he pitches two innings and right you know, goes as far as he can go but i'm assuming that they're gonna go with montgomery and go with uh evolve yeah. in, in the next two games in five and six and so now it's two two i'm not sure is it two three two or is it two two one 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 in terms of home no i think it's two three two these days i don't think there's a one 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 Okay, so yeah, so um, I mean, I'm gonna see which newspaper. One of the newspapers had Evaldi as a New York Ranger. Um, 
You know, because it's funny, like if you're ever on Twitter or whatever and you put Rangers, you know, you'll get New York Rangers and you'll get the Texas Rangers. And you could make up your mind who is more relevant. This is the Daily News. Monty Evaldi giving new meaning to New York Rangers. And this is something I'm going to just come out and say it in the um, digital publication world. Editing and producing. Not strong anymore. Like, because again, you probably have somebody who, you know, did this article and somebody, hey, I'm just saying somebody sent me a daily news headline that talked about some of the Texas Rangers being New York Rangers. And, you know, in the old days, like there was special attention brought to these things. But now in this digital age, everybody's trying to save money. And you might have somebody who's the editor or, you know, that that guy in charge or girl in charge who is in charge of five different things and maybe is not even a sports fan. And that's how you get this. Or in a lot of instances, the writer is the editor and they're just trying to put, you know, trying to get something up quickly and they miss it. I don't think the writer would put, no, the writer wouldn't do New York Rangers no. instead, of, instead of Texas Ranger, unless it was uh, like a hockey writer doing baseball. Right. But anyway, right. Yeah. Right. Anyway. That's it. All right. All right. Let's go. Go. All right. Ready. Okay. Um, Hello, Hockey World. It's Friday, October 20th, 2023. I'm Michael Agello, and I just finished my A&W root beer. I'm Russ Cohen, and I don't care. <laughs> I'm Michael, and you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday to fill you in on the comings and goings of the hockey world and to ignore the squeaky ghost door in the background. <laughs> okay. Uh, happy Halloween, folks. Um, so, so what's going on, guys? I've been I've been away all week. It's been it's been kind of crazy. I've been out to Iowa and back. And uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's start with the game. Yeah, start with let's start with the game that Russ was at because it has a it has something that happened in it that I will rub my hands with glee about. Right. All right, so let's talk about it. Um, so again, nobody's shocked like early season that Torts has his team ready to play, right? Like he yeah. always does. It happened last year. And I get it. Look, this year they have Atkinson, they have Couturier, but nobody in the press box thinks those guys are playing 82 games. They're going to have to prove that, right? So, but right now, that was a game where everything went right. Like, really, everything. They didn't, they couldn't get puck possession for the first half of the first period. And then after that, after their first goal, things started to get better. And the the thing that happened in this game, and so there's, you know, there's low tide on, um, Mm -hmm. On Twitter and I know him I've been on a show and right. and so he had posted something about the defense with Ed Edmonton and I said you know I said that third goal and I sit next to a goalie I was sitting next to a goalie for this particular game uh and that third goal yeah. that was given up by Campbell he was leaning the wrong way and when you have Walker coming down there like a defensive defenseman there was only one place he could put the puck right so, yeah. so he scores the shorthanded goal, and I said, and I was very clear about this, the morale on the team died on that goal because they just, you know, they just got in the game yeah. two to one, and that goal happened, and it killed the morale. And most normal, reasonable human beings agreed. Again, some fans were just like, you can't blame Campbell, and it started this whole thing like we usually have on the show. Now, I said, I didn't blame the loss on Campbell all I'm saying is it killed yeah. any more any hope of a comeback at that point. And they're still suffering from this act. Like they still they have this problem on their team. They do. Yeah, it, it, it's it's clear. I mean, like that was a bad game, you know, another bad game from Campbell, you know, and just like, you know, right now the frustration, you know, you're only as good as your goalie sometimes. It, it just doesn't right. matter. I mean, like if you if you know, if you can't take chances, if you can't take offensive chances, if like the Oilers are a team that has to play on the edge, you can't if you can't play on the edge because you're afraid. Of giving up, of giving up defensive chances, you're gonna, you're not gonna, they're not, there's not gonna be any success with them. They're, they're, do, they're doomed. You know, at least you know if you had a goalie like the Grant Fuhrer back in the day who gave up goals, but they knew that they could trust him to make some plays. Right now, make you know, that save you have to make, right? Right. And, and Campbell's got to make a shot. And, and the problem with Campbell, as I as I know for many times watching him as a goaltender with the Maple Leafs, is that in spite of a lot of great physical ability, you know, he's a, he's an, he's a really good athlete in spite of being a really good guy and knowing, knowing him, not personally, but knowing him as a, as a guy in the locker room, as a goaltender on the ice, 
you know, he has the timing uh, in terms of giving up goals that is just crushing. I mean, you know, bad goals in the playoffs for the Leafs that killed them against Mount Montreal, bad goals last year for Edmonton to the point that they had to go with an untested rookie who played really well That's down the stretch for them and, and ended up being a Calder trophy nominee. If I'm Woodcroft, I'm going with Skinner heavy and often. I don't care what Jack Campbell did during the preseason. I don't care how much that confidence they gave you. You, you see what he is. In three games so far, he's got a 366 goals against, 902 save percentage, and he's one and two. And right now, the Oilers, you know, if they're, if McDavid, again, if McDavid and Drysaddle are not going great guns because they're two of the best players in the league, this team loses. Their defense is substandard and their goaltending when Campbell's in there undercuts them. You got to go with Skinner or you got to go and get yourself a goaltender. I mean, listen, I mean, this is a good day for Mike Ocello. Um, <laughs> um, but to sit there, the example was a disaster all over the place, like you always do. It's not It's not really the case. It's like the reality is, like, he's a goalie. Like, he is, he is now one thing I will say about him in his whole career, and this has been true, he's a very streaky goalie. Like, he's, he's yeah. terrible. He's good. He's terrible. He's good. He's terrible. He's good. We've seen this before. Like, he can be very good. And right now, you know, he was great in the preseason. He was really good in the playoffs last year for them. Mike, it wasn't they didn't play him enough in the playoffs. But in the games he played in the playoffs, he played very well for them last year. Remember, he played um, in one, in one game after Skinner got bombed. Skinner he, was the guy. He won that game, and then he came, every time every time he came in for Skinner, which was many times during the during the playoffs, he came in three times. I think he shut the door. So reality was like last year he was the better goalie. Now right now, no, he's he's, he's no right now. You you gotta go with Skinner. I mean, right now he's. Got to get his confidence back, and it shows last night. There's no and and Skinner hasn't been, you know, he had a horrible game already, too. He hasn't been anything to write about either. And the reality is you need a certain kind of, maybe, you know, maybe Campbell's just not mentally able to play for a team like that, and that's possible. Like, there's, there's, there's a team that you have a certain kind of mental strength on because you know that that team's going to score goals usually. Like last night they don't, but usually they're going to score goals. And right. you know that, you know. They don't give you a lot of support. That's the problem. I mean, really, you – You like goal support. They don't give you a lot of defensive no, support. No, but I'm talking about defensive support. I'm talking about, yeah. I'm talking about like, you know, I mean, okay. Like, I, like we look at the – and I, I didn't see the game last night, so I don't know whether – I mean, DeHarnay was killing guys out there. He was playing yeah. pretty good. I don't, know whether, I don't know whether Eckholm was back or not. Was he back, Russ? Yeah, he was. I believe he was in the lineup. He okay, so so you've got I got a nurse. check now, though. Yeah, you've got nurse. He was pretty quiet. Home. He was pretty. Quiet. <laughs> he was pretty quiet. Oh yeah, if you, if you don't remember, then he made. Must I mean, I'm. You know, I, I wasn't as focused on it, so now right, I'm like. Right, right. My, my my point being is, that you've got Ekholm, Nurse, and Bouchard, three defensemen right. that I think are above average or all star level. After that. You know, you've got Kulak, you've got Broberg, you've got DeHarnay. I mean, really, they're below average. I mean, DeHarnay. Yeah, he played. He played. Yeah, I they're below. And, you know, DeHarnay is physical, but, you know, Broberg, we know his defensive challenges. And Kulak, I just don't think is very good. But, you know, they got him from Montreal and he, he you know, he helped them out for a time. I mean, their defense, the second half of their defense is below average. The top half. Yeah, their they're, they're top of their top three of their defenses. It's above average. average, but I mean, well, they to have me, if you have, a, if you have an offense as good as theirs and three defensemen that are above average, you should be. No, but I'll, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what a difference in this game was, um, and it started to show when Edmonton's speed wasn't working. Like the Flyers' commitment to team defense, so their forwards, guys like Cates and such, yeah, Couturier, they, you know, Couturier, he may not be skating the way he should, and I know he's a point of game, <laughs> but when things right. are a half court game. He could still play defense and he could still take face off. So those are yeah. still strengths of his. There's nobody on Edmonton that I noticed that takes on that complete team game as a forward. And I think that's a massive yeah. problem for them. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean that and to play, yeah, that this the fact that there's their their defense is often a problem because of their forwards and not because of their defense as much as you know as much as you want to blame the defense on Edmonton. The yeah. forwards are, are a bigger bigger problem than people credit for. I mean, did I freeze again? What's that? Oh man. Did I freeze? I froze you're, you're, my back. You're, you're just frozen, yeah. Just 
There, it's back now. Back. Now. Yeah, you're back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it was a good look at you. Maybe it was better that it was frozen. Was you looked, looked like uh, you looked like the 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 uh, the, the killer from Scream. Um, but yeah. uh, and that, you know, that's you know, poly. Uh, yeah. That's Halloween. Yeah. Um, but okay, so so you so, so you got that, and, and, and you know, I, I I was having a conversation with with another reporter at the uh, at the Sabers game yesterday, and we were talking about the Flyers. And we're talking about what their goal is, what clearly their goal is as a franchise right now. And that is to rebuild and, you know, to do that under Briere and, to, you know, to accumulate draft picks and, and what they're doing now. And I told Russ this, what they're doing now smacks so much. And I know that this is down memory lane for you act because you remember me bitching and complaining back in 07 and 08 and 09 when I was just starting out with hockey buzz that the Toronto Maple Leafs would continue to win games when they should lose them because they needed to tank, they needed to get assets, and they only listened to me five or six years later when they ended up drafting Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, and, and that's the foundation of the franchise that is uh, successful right now. And right now, Philadelphia is winning games that they should that, – that is – that is counterproductive to them in the long run. And honestly, I know this is completely irrational. They should fire John Tortorella. They're having too much success. This is a team that needs to rebuild. They can't, they cannot rebuild. They they need to be in the Max Celebrini Iserman sweepstakes, not contend and just miss the miss the playoffs. That's dumb. Yeah, I think. I think it's it's hard for an organization to say they're rebuilding and really going to go full guns to win games too. Now, I'm not saying anybody should be trying to lose on purpose, but what I'm saying is by playing X amount of veterans, you are sort of covering yourself that you're probably going to win more than lose more because those those kids are going to make mistakes. And so it's like, all right, you're limiting the amount of – players that could play in a lineup on a given day as far as you know, yeah. younger players and you're going to have a few extra wins. And yeah, I mean, I, I could tell you there's a lot of Flyers fans that think they're going to end up with like the 10th pick, which is still nowhere in yeah. the league. And, you know, it's still a decent spot for the draft, but again, then they're not going to get that guy, you know, like we were yeah. talking about, like Mitch Cuff maybe is that guy, but right now they don't have that guy on the roster. And so, and, you know, and Gauthier is a really good player, but he's not that guy. Like Celebrini's outscoring Gauthier in college and yeah. he's two years younger. Um, so that's what I'm talking about, that level of guy. And so, yeah, yeah I mean. It's too early, though, for that, though. I mean. It is a little early, though. It is. I mean, it's they're three and one, Like I mean, it's like, you know, like the reality is like, I mean, they beat a struggling Edmonton team. They beat a, a Columbus team that was, you know, came out very not ready to start the season. Every. <laughs> Every they weren't ready to start the season, Columbus. I know they weren't ready to start the season. Then they, you know, and they, and they, you know, and they beat a St. Louis team. So the, the, to me, I mean, this is this is a team that has been, has you know, definitely shown maybe more than we expected from them. But they're still only scoring a couple goals. Like the really reality is here, they're getting they're winning the games. They're winning. They what? They haven't scored more than three goals in a game yet, have they? If no, they no, they, they got four yesterday. Oh, four yesterday, right? Sorry, I was, I was, yeah, I was not the last one. But yeah, the um, so they're. I mean, listen. It's I don't think there's plenty of time for the Flyers to suck this season. I think right now we can give Jordan, give Tortorella some time here. <laughs> as, much as, as much as I like them, as much as as much as this is a team that I hate to see play terribly, I, you can't, you just can't tell young players to play badly. And the reality, the other no, reality is maybe no, maybe you shouldn't. I'm not. And, we're not saying we can't tell anybody to play badly. And no, no. Question, it, question is this: You know, it used to be okay if you want to be bad. You put in young players and they'll make mistakes and stuff like that. It's um, not a question. But now it's almost like if you want to be bad, you put in veterans because some of the young no, players no, are no, really, no. really good. Like no, but I, that's no. yeah. No, it's not. It's not a. It's not a question of. I mean, really, when and I use the the Leafs as an example because I know it so well. When did the Leafs finally come to the realization to tank and when, how did they do it? It wasn't the coach. It was the management. The management said, okay, we're going to trade off players and we're going to suck. And we did it. We'll do it for a year. And we did it. They did it with Babcock as the coach. 
But Babcock bought into it. He said, okay, we know that we're going to suck for a year. We, you know, right. we're, we're, P.A. Parento is our best player. You know, they, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and, 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 they, and they barely finished in last place, and then they won the lottery and got Austin Matthews. Um, you know, now Philadelphia was lucky in the fact that Mishkov slipped to where, the, to where their pick was. Yeah. So they may have gotten the best or second best or third best player in this draft. Uh, in you know, in the second half of the top ten, but they need a majority. They they need a preponderance of those players. They just they they don't need just Mishkov, just Gautier. They need Gautier. They need Mishkov. They need Celebrini. They 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 you know they they need four or five of these guys, and that's how you build a team that's going to be a winner. I mean, Anaheim in a few years with Carlson, with McTavish, with Zegris, with Drysdale, they could be a really great team building together all those young players, but they have to finish bad for three or four years in a row and get those players. That's the only way you win in this yeah. league. It's the only yeah. way. Well, not the only way, but it's well, way. I mean, okay, Colorado. The teams have won. Colorado, McKinnon, first overall pick. McCarr, right. fourth all overall pick. Rantanen. Landeskog. These are all top picks. Top yeah, the good picks. So, I mean, the Ranton and Landis guys weren't as high as they, they also had the Islanders trade them Devin Taves. Right, <laughs> that, didn't, that, didn't hurt. that didn't hurt them either, right? And they, <laughs> you know, I mean, and listen, I mean, you know, not every team that wins the Stanley Cup, you know, wins like the Vegas Golden Knights have didn't win on being bad and then suddenly being good. Well, they, they they got they they traded okay. They, they traded, traded away a lot of future though. They, they traded did. away a lot of futures. They got free agents to go there, like like uh, Alex Petrangelo. They got a number two overall pick, who in in Jack Eichel, who weren't who worked his way out of Buffalo. So they're the they're sort of the non traditional uh, situation. But I mean Ovechkin, Washington, Crosby, Pittsburgh, Patrick Kane, Chicago. All number one overall picks, all Stanley Cup winners. You need that franchise cornerstone or a couple of franchise cornerstones to build around. And that's why, like, you know, people are hopeful in Buffalo that, you know, you've got a couple number one yeah. overall picks in, in, in Darlene and Power uh, to build around. But right now, the Sabres are one and three. And, you know, they're playing terrible defense, and then they, you know, they're, and they're, and they're. I mean, it couldn't be worse in defensively. Well, but then, but this is the, this is the thing. Like, what do you expect? You okay? You added. You kept the same team. You added a twenty-one-year-old goaltender who's got a ton of potential, uh, but they've played him all four games. He's hurt now. It well it. It sounds like it's it's a it's a non-serious injury. It doesn't sound like it's it's day-to-day, lower right. body. It doesn't yeah. sound like it's anything really really bad. But you know, there's a question of whether you know they had a four they had a four-game homestand and we were asking Don Granado, well, when are you gonna play Lucanin or Comrie? And he's like, Well, we think the most important thing here is to find out whether Levi can can carry the ball and play and play a bunch of games. So obviously that you're one and three, the answer is no. But the thing is, if you now you have Eric Comrie and Ukapeka Lukanen to fall back on, and those guys proved one thing last year: they couldn't carry the ball. So now, if they don't do it, what the hell are you going to do? Right. No, it's true. But they have to hope Lukanen comes around. That's their best option. Well, I they mean, really, yeah, they really do. If, and then, if, yeah. if Levi is going to stay hurt, which you what, what? What? I mean, what I think it is is you can okay, you cannot expect a 21 year old goaltender to carry you yeah it's true yeah uh, he he made some really nice saves yesterday i think he's a really good young goaltender but russ and i have said since last year to expect devin levi to play 60 games is insane yeah. and, the, and the attitude of the sabers so far this season has been devin levi's our number one and what number one meant, we don't know in terms of how many games they thought they could play him. But when you play a guy four games in a row, that 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 in, indicates to me you think he's going to play like like a number one starter, and that's nuts. Yeah, Dan B is saying Craig Anderson's available. He's not because he's working with the team, but the, yeah, right. uh, he's a mentor, right? But here's the thing, though. The thing with this is, 
I didn't think, you know, Levi was going to play more than 50 games. And I still don't know in my gut if he's going to, right? Yeah. So at some point, though, the Sabres have enough offense where it should be coming through and it's not. And that's yeah. the part that could really rescue him. Last year was last year. They definitely lost because they didn't have a goalie. This is a different year. And a yeah. year later, I'm expecting more offensive output from these guys. Yeah. And they're not giving it. And that's going to be a problem whether Levi is good or not. Well, I don't think the offensive output is the problem with them. I think, you know, it's like, I think Tage Thompson's going to score 40 goals. I think well, you know, he hasn't yet. That's, that's no, no, no. He, he, he scored his first yesterday and, and he, he will. I'm confident of that. I'm confident that they're, that their forwards will score. I'm just not confident that they have learned how to play defense enough. Yeah. I mean, the, the what they did yesterday against a Calgary team that I don't think is the greatest in the world offensively. I mean, they made some errors out there that were just baffling. Well, you said that you know Eric Johnson's showing good leadership and he could still play a little bit. Yes, that should help their defense, Mike. Like it really it should. should. It should, but he's bottom. Pa- him and Connor Clifton are pl- are playing yeah. bottom pairing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, the, so so you go you go from that act to uh, the, to the Leafs, who are two and two right now, and yeah. I wrote that they're very lucky to be two and two. They played bad in three of their four games. Yeah. Um. They they played terrible against the Montreal team that should have beaten them, but Montreal's Montreal. They suck. So you know they right. came back, tied the game, and won in a shootout. The best game was against Minnesota, who's who was probably their their best opponent. So what's their current goal song now, Mike? Did they settle on one? Well, that, that, there's a hilarious thing. The fa- the the fa- the fans, um, essentially said no to the new goal song because I guess. Right. The, the message of the now, okay, they didn't play the the lyrics of this song. They just played the beginning of the song, and it says, "Oh, this is the song." And it was "Pursuit of Happiness." I don't even know who the hell it is, but the message of the song was not exactly fan or family friendly. Right. I don't even I don't even know what it was, so they ruled that one out. And then they for the uh, for the Chicago game, their goal, and that was an original six night. So for that game. The goal song was Panama by Van Halen, which you only got to hear once. Now, this is the this is the thing. At least two teams and more teams out there have individual goal songs. Yeah, that's what I'm pushing for. Exactly. Individual goal songs for each player. The Sabres yeah. have it, the Winnipeg Jets have it. Yeah. I don't care how t- how difficult it is for game ops. Do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I not agree. Very no, I think it's, I think it's a no. I think it's, I think it's easy enough. It's a no brainer. Although you don't you always do necessarily know. Somehow they can do it in baseball. They yeah. do it for their walk up. Yeah, but somewhere. you don't know if somebody tipped it or not. You're making a guess on that. Right. You know? So what? So what? I mean, you know, I don't, uh, a couple things that I think are kind of interesting today. So first of all, the um, Fowdy, the Blue Jackets put on waivers. Liam Fowdy, yeah. Liam Fowdy. Now I. I yeah. Like this kid, I, I don't know. Am I wrong about this? Like this is a kind of a surprising thing. He, no. I would say, th- I would say this. He um, was always a pretty good skater, and he was always a pretty good two-way guy. But his offense has not come around. His yeah. high point was playing as a rookie in the bubble, and he's never yeah. improved since then. Yeah, but I remember watching him then very closely and thinking, "Wow, this kid, this has got something." You know, this is like, I mean, that uh, this is this would be interesting to see. If a team takes takes a shot at him, you know, seven hundred twenty five thousand dollars one year left doing this, you know, I think that I, I mean, you know, I'm going to say at this point in the year, probably not. Yeah, I mean, probably I mean, not, but yeah, because but, but you know, I would look at a team like Florida, you know, like you know, in a situation like this, because you know, they're they're Jerry Rogers. This is just just nothing I know for fact, but you know, Bill Zito's there in, in the bubble when Fowdy was there. He's a fan of him. I don't. I'd be interesting to see if he would. He's the kind of player that he Zito has made work in Florida, so I don't know. Well, I mean, he played he played sixty two games at the NHL level last year and had seven goals. Yeah, so you know he he really when he's been given an opportunity, and that was for yeah. a, that was for a bad Columbus team where he was getting plenty of opportunity. He didn't he didn't jump at it. Now I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, he's a former first first uh, first round pick. He's got talent. Maybe somebody gives him a chance. Maybe it's somebody like Anaheim or Arizona. Yeah. It's funny. Like- his brother, his brother got picked in the third round by Colorado, and I like his brother a lot. And his brother's scoring a lot in the AHL. Like he's doing right. pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Maybe, and maybe, maybe if he clears waivers, he gets traded and he can play for another team in their AHL. Uh, and and yeah, they, get him, get him to play with his brother. That might not be a bad. I, I, I just, I think, I don't know something about that kid. I liked, I liked a lot. You know, he may have lost. Well, the game. I mean, there was something about his style that you know it showed. It showed that I thought he was going to be a star. I thought he was going to be a pretty good player. I'm not well, I mean, player. he was a star in juniors, and then you know sometimes guys hit a certain level. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. have to get past that. Some do, some don't. Like, or yeah. or they have to reinvent themselves. Like Curtis Lazar reinvented yeah. himself, and he's had a long career here now. Yeah. So you know, I, yeah, I, anything, anything. I, I, ironically, Russ, two players who played against each other in the same series have sort of mirror imaged, you know, their their careers in the sense that Nick Robertson scored fifty five goals in the OHL, was the OHL leading goal scorer. Um, played for the Leafs in the bubble, scored a goal in the playoffs and right. has been dogged by injuries and problems ever since. And Foodie, um, you know, he had a goal and an assist in 10 games in the playoffs and looked really good, really fast, yeah. and has just never been able to repeat that success. So, yeah, maybe he maybe yeah. he deserves another chance. Maybe he gets another chance someplace else. Interesting to say. We have something happening this year that hasn't happened since 1985-86. You guys know what this is? Well, I know Ovechkin doesn't have any shots, but he hasn't been in the league that long. <laughs> he, doesn't enough, he doesn't have any goals, rather. Um, let's see, eighty-five. And, and has been held and has been held shotless two games in a row. Which no, is, it's only the third time in NHL yeah, history. Was it's, right. okay. it's the only it's only the third time in NHL history it's happened as well. But it hasn't happened since 1985-86. That's the year Pittsburgh finished last and drafted Mario. That was, uh, is that the last one you got a prediction right? Oilers won a Stanley Cup in 85-86. You remember? No, 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 no. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, the, Golden, the Golden Knights, the first, the first, the first time a Stanley Cup champion has gone five and zero. Oh, oh uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, with that, with that bad goalie uh, Logan Thompson. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, I like Logan Thompson. I think we all like Logan Thompson. I. It's just look. I does do any of us think that Aiden Hill is going to do what he did last year? No. Yeah, no, and I, it's, it's just the fact that they they to, they toyed with trading Logan Thompson is what kind of boggled my mind. Like that, I yeah, but they didn't that. do it, so you got to give them credit for not. They didn't doing do it, it, but they didn't. Not for a lack of trying, you know, they really did try. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. I mean, they they they, made, they put the level. I guess they put the price tag where it should, should be or something like that, and they couldn't get it up, get them. But you know, five and zero. Only three times in NHL history has a team done that after winning a Stanley Cup. That's a crazy stat, really. When you think about well, because it. they usually have a hangover. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. So. And you know, I I predicted them not to make the playoffs. So and it, it's you know, shocking. That, it's yeah, shocking which is right. You're right up the alley on that. It's yeah. shocking that a team in Vegas doesn't have a hangover. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. But you know, that's good. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but let's talk yeah. about Ovechkin for just a minute because yeah, let's definitely talk about Ovechkin. Like I don't think he's finished, but I will. I will just say this: uh, he's got to get 73 more goals. I don't think he has a 40 goal season in him anymore. I think I think you're talking about 20s, 20s, and he's going to play three more years to maybe break that record. That's what you have to ask yourself: Is he going to go to 40, 41 to do it? Yes, I think he will. I mean, when you think about it, you know, like it wasn't like Gretzky was putting up 40 at the end of his career either. You know, like, no, he only had like eight or nine with the Rangers, but he had, I want to say, he had 60 something assists. Russ, yeah, he's, you know, he's still putting up assists, but you know the the fact that he's slowing down is is pretty logical. Um, he, he's going to be he's going to be the Miguel Cabrera of the NHL. Yeah, if he's he wants gonna, to do it, like he might get frustrated if the team's not good, and that could you know that could play into it. I think he wants it. I think he. No, I, I think, think he, he definitely wants it. it, but I think at the same time, you know, it's. I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid the Capitals. What it could do to the Capitals in general, honestly. Like the reality is, like that's. Oh, a, Leon's Leonsis will bend over backwards to get him. Oh no, no, no! I will, but he'll make it happen. But the reality is, how does your doesn't it affect your team to a degree? Like if he's not one of your better scoring players, all of a sudden you got to put him on every power play. You got to put him in situations like that. Right. It does oh, limit I'm, you if he's all of a sudden really gonna not be the same. I mean, well, we're not there yet, and it's early no. in the season. But well, he usually comes out of the gate flying. Like he's he's usually a, he's usually one of the guys who's like. Doing well, what Matthews is doing out of the game. One thing, one thing, one thing that I found interesting is that he's not playing with Kuznetsov. He's not playing with Backstrom. He's playing with Dylan Strom. They have him yeah. with Dylan Strom. And okay, Dylan Strom isn't exactly the the fleetest of foot when it comes to centers. 
and he's a decent playmaker, but I'm just surprised that he had success with Kuznetsov. He had success. He's had tons of success with back. I don't know if they like each other. That's what I wonder. What yeah. Kuznetsov? Kuznetsov and and, and um, Ovechkin. I yeah. kind of wonder. You know, I kind of got that vibe when Kuznetsov he had success was, with him. He had success with him. I know, but if you don't like a guy or you don't feel comfortable with a guy, and then the other problem is like Oshie is just beaten down like he's got a lot he's had a lot of mileage a lot of injuries he's there's not the same. there's a lot of wear and tear on that team and and you know, yeah. Carl Carlson got hurt again I mean you know it's just Carlson's only 33 yeah. but he's got a lot of mileage yeah on yeah but no, it's true it's a very good point and I mean I think they're gonna be like I said I thought they were gonna struggle this year be one of the one of the worst teams in the conference yeah I did too yeah no I you know um it was really surprising the Tampa Bay at the beginning of the year with their goaltending situation didn't go out and get themselves a goaltender, even if it was one that was on waivers. Because they don't I, want to give up assets. That's why. Yeah. Right. And I, but I, but they didn't have to give up an asset to pick somebody off off, off of waivers. There wasn't anybody they liked. Maybe they're waiting on Sam. You're telling maybe. me that Martin Jones is not better than Jonas Johansson. I'll, no, no, but maybe they're waiting on Sandstrom with the Flyers. Like at some point, the Flyers aren't going to hold three goalies anymore. And well, so maybe they're waiting for that day. All these yeah. all these teams right now act that are in limbo because they're waiting for Tampa to make their move for a goaltender because yeah. like Detroit's keeping Alex Lyon as their third goaltender. Uh Florida sent Spencer Knight. Yeah, they down. would pick up Alex Lyon in a second. They would. They would. They would. Right. And but that's what I'm saying. They're waiting. These other teams are waiting for Tampa to get their goaltender before they make their moves. Know. You know, Buffalo's keeping three goals. They got Eric Comrie and and Lukanen as their as their second. But it's not going to go much longer. I I have a feeling in the next five days or so, teams are going to start to say, "Oh, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna take our chances." Yeah, they have to. I mean, because at some point, yeah, it just it just it just it hurts your roster. It hurts you. Yeah, it just hurts. It hurts you. Just trying to keep them. It just you won't do it just to keep another team from winning. I mean, you're not you're not you're talking about a third string goalie on teams too. You're not talking right. about. Like, I mean, but you know, Lions pretty good. Like everybody I mean, wants to trade. Like, sure, if you can get an asset for you know a goalie who's your third string goal, you you're gonna take it. But at some point, you have to give up that dream. Oh yeah, yeah. No, at some point you do. Um, the other thing, giving speaking of which, the Winnipeg Jets um, attendance is just brutal. I don't know if you guys, saw yeah, that. they're having trouble. It's well, it's not just Winnipeg because uh-huh. I. I, well, no, around the league, you're right. It's around the league. No, no, but they're talking about it a lot in Winnipeg, though. Yeah, oh yeah, they they are, and especially in in the context that they just signed uh, Hellebuck, they just signed Shifley, so they yeah. made an investment, and they I think they had like a little over eleven thousand fans. Um, yeah. For now, this is the thing: if it's a Tuesday night in Florida, and we've seen the you know like we've seen the empty seats down in Sunrise, you know yeah. it's Tuesday night in Florida. The weather is nice and whatever. And they, maybe they get into it later in the year when the team is having more success, but in hockey markets like Winnipeg, where they have 11,000 and they only have, I think they think I heard they have 9,500 season tickets and they really haven't gotten the season ticket base back after COVID. Right. Uh, I was, I was at Sab I was at Sabres flames last night and the Sabres, there's a lot of, a lot of excitement right now um, about the Sabres and them making the playoffs. They had, and I don't like. Maybe it was the paid attendance, but there no, there's no way that there were thirteen thousand fans in the building last night on a Thursday night against Calgary. There were that that was the the, the attendance was thirteen thousand. I think it was probably around eleven thousand. The Bills are playing right now, fine, but honestly, it's the economy in these towns. It's you know having disposable income. It's you know inflation. There's a lot of a lot of factors. And you know, ticket prices are also factored. The secondary market, there is no. That's secondary. what I'm looking at now. Like the cheapest one is is uh, the uh, Senators, Senators and Coyotes. They're the cheapest places to watch a game. And now I'm right. looking to see uh, Seattle is the most expensive. Florida used Rangers. to be. Florida used to be one of the cheapest. Yeah, the Leafs. I'm not seeing where Winnipeg is, so I'm looking at that. But you know, remember they don't have. I think their building is only fifteen or sixteen thousand. So you know, but but having, I mean, if you're if you're at eleven thousand, that's one third of your building that's empty. Listen, the Flyers had a horrible crowd last night. Horrible with Connor McDavid in town. 
bad. I know that's crazy. No, but, but, but they did. Wasn't it a sellout for their opening game? No, they haven't had a sellout in years. Really? Okay. For what? Yeah. For the opener? For anything? The Flyers haven't had a sellout yeah. in a very long time. When's that's the last time years. you heard the sellout song? Yeah, it's true. It's not years, though, I don't think. I think it's years. Well, I think I determine years. It's more than like three years. I don't think it's. Well, oh, I think it's at least two. It's probably two years, yeah. But the other thing is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are are like drawing thirty two thousand, you know, like, and that's the that's another thing. So it's it's weird for that's our, a once a week thing. No, they but yeah, but they they've done it four times, you know. The, All right, the, so the Winnipeg Jets tickets are ninety five bucks. The league average is ninety four. So I, you can't say it's because of that. I don't know. I don't know what the CFL schedule is like in terms of how many games. Let's say it's like the NFL. It's yeah. fourteen or sixteen, and half the games are at home and half are on the road. So you're talking about seven games once a week. That's different than forty-one games at home. Oh, for sure. Spread over five to six months. For it's sure. A, it's a, it's a hell of an investment. So I think that's that's a problem. Yeah, but talk, everybody who who likes my um, ripping me for my Detroit, um, you know. Prediction. Talk to me mid-season. I don't care about the beginning of the season. Yeah, Alistair Brinkett right now is is tied for the league lead in points. Right. I think he's a really good player. He's not going to be tied with the McDavid or no. or uh, Jack Hughes or whoever at the end of the year. He may score forty goals, and I I don't yeah. doubt that because he's a really good player. Yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah, but you're. And right. I'm not going to get all my predictions right either, folks. So let's let's be real. Predictions are early. Yeah, it's very early right now. It is. You no, know, very, my, very early at this point. My prediction about Edmonton barely making the playoffs looks really good right now. Sure. Sure. We're all geniuses four games into the season. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really, I mean, it's funny. Like, there's a, I, I, here's the, the, the hard part of trying to, you know, cover the league early on in the season. You want to say, hey, it's only four games. And then, you know, you get to the end of the season and some team misses out by four points. And you say, but what about those two games early in the season that they lost that they didn't show up for? You know, it's like that's oh, yeah. the hard part about this league. Yeah, no, it's the truth. It's, it's really true. That's, it's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, early on and early on, you do definitely see like different things happening. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at the early predictions. Like that's usually where I'm doing pretty well. This year, I'm not doing that well with them. So maybe this will be a good I'll be good at the end of it. I don't know. Right. I mean, it could all turn around. The The other thing, though, is, and I think this is an issue. Um, so last night, there were some people in the Pennsylvania area that were saying they couldn't get the Flyers game. Now, again, they, they had ESPN Plus, and they were saying they still couldn't get it. So I don't know. It seems like people who lived maybe an hour away from Philly were having that trouble, but yeah. people that lived within an hour of Philly weren't having that trouble. But you know, you couldn't watch it locally because it was, in, you know, an ESPN plus Hulu game. But Eck, do you know right. if it really is spotty like that? Um, hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I've always, I'm always curious. There's not a lot of, this is something I definitely try to pay a lot of attention to as well. And I, I haven't been able to find the consistency to it. Um, or did you get traveling last night? Oh, you were traveling. I was traveling last night. I was out west, and I, but I was um, I was in the I was out in western Pennsylvania, and um and I was driving through it, so I didn't see it. I couldn't yeah. check. Either so yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, are, what are you asking, Russ? What, what what I'm saying is, it seems like the way people were saying it on Twitter to me is that people like within an hour of the stadium were getting the game on ESPN Plus, and then some were blacked out of it. Right. Some were saying they couldn't get it at all. It is really, I mean, it is a really confusing thing. And, and you know, and the teams that don't have, have no sellouts, are we heading back towards that world, you know, where like, you know, we're not going to see games on, on TV if the team isn't sold out. You know, I wonder if that's going to ever happen again. Yeah, I just think I'm going to just say it like this. I understand the league is, you know, in on the ESPN contract and they want to make money on it. I get it. I think ESPN needs to kind of ease up on that home market a little bit for these exclusive games because – Honestly, they're teaching people how to not watch hockey. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I hate the exclusive games. I think they're really they're really bad for the sport in general and and for what they get out of them they they're really are pointless, I think. I mean, I really don't I don't know what kind of benefit they really get out of them, honestly. 
I, well, I know it's money, I, but it's not like I can't see it. <laughs> I, I do know. I do know that uh, one complaint from uh, fans when it comes to the ESPN games are the different times. And uh, yeah. for example, Tampa Bay Buffalo, but most Buffalo starts are seven o'clock. Yeah. Which allows people who are working the morning, you know, the game ends at nine four nine thirty nine forty five. You get home by eleven. You can get to bed. Uh, the game started at seven thirty, um, and it went to overtime. So the game probably didn't end till around ten fifteen ten thirty. You don't get home until probably eleven eleven thirty. You know, it's it's a it, you know it's not. It's not like the game started at eight o'clock like they used yeah. to, but still, it's seven, you know, half an hour, and then the game going to overtime. It does seem like, sorry to interrupt, Mike. It does seem like a blackout exists, even with ESPN Plus, because like someone tweeted, the blackout was lifted in the Philly area after like most of the first period. Then everybody started to get it. There's people in LA that are complaining that even with ESPN Plus, there's like a local blackout. They can't get it. They're blacking out just part of the game. Parts parts of the area and then i guess at some point then it's lifted so that's i don't know it's, that's a strange thing to do well okay esp espn plus blocked the buffalo game in buffalo obviously why why obviously well because it's on local cable it's on msg but it's not well not if it's an exclusive it shouldn't be yeah it's not supposed to work that way I mean, it was. Maybe MSG made no, but that's yeah, the power MSG. of MSG. You got to eliminate. Forget about MSG. They're a whole different entity. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they got a lot of power. Right. They might. It's a different situation. But yeah. if it's on like Amazon, like with the NFL, if it's on Amazon Prime, like, see, that's the thing. If a game is on Amazon Prime and it's the NFL, they put it on a local TV station so the local people can watch it. Right. Okay. That that's fine because then like when our local station gets it, and then the, but the problem is is like in for like for example like for Yankee games that are on Amazon Prime, I'm not in New York. I'm in Buffalo. I don't get squat unless I have Amazon Prime. Right. So there is. I'm I'm at the page now. I help center page. There is an ESPN Plus blackout policy because someone asked on Twitter, "Hey, can you help me?" And somebody. From ESPN said, "Hey, here's here's the ESPN Plus blackout policy. So there are some blackouts, which I don't understand. Like, what else do you need to do? Yeah, and I mean, if, you're just... paying, if, if you're paying a hundred bucks a year for ESPN Plus, that should allow you to watch the game wherever you are. I would think so, but you know, they're stupid. I mean, they, they, they are. They're just they are. They've always been this way. I mean, blackouts don't benefit." Anything. I mean, you, you got to have the team on TV to get people to go and watch them play live. Honestly, the, the whole reality of it, that that is the reality. We saw that with Chicago Blackhawks years ago. You know, that right, but it's not okay. That, and that was one market doing that. But now it, because yeah. ESPN plus, you know, that that's sort of system wide based on, yeah. what, you, know, like, you know, you if, if you have better chance, a better chance to watch the Buffalo Sabres if you're living in Phoenix yeah, and if you're I mean, living in Buffalo, something that's very frustrating, you know. Like, um, and people are saying you can get a VPN on, the, and you can, you can do that. No, that, no, that, but that's the problem. See, with the VPN, that's what prompted this whole tweet. Was ESPN said you're probably on a VPN, so if you're on a VPN, forget it. You're gonna have a problem. So you think the people on the VPN were getting blacked out? That's maybe the problem. Yeah, I mean that is something that you know they're getting better at doing. Um, yeah. Here's what it out. says: ESPN Plus help. Hi there, we're happy to help. You may be using a VPN at your current location or the content you're trying to watch is subject to our blackout policy. Right. What blackout policy? It's ESPN Plus. But not that many people are using VPNs. I think it's a lot of people are, I, I mean, the number is so small. I saw it the other day. Okay, but were you surprised that I just read that there's a blackout policy? That surprised me. No, I think they'd have to have one because- What? Uh, well, oh, you're just that you didn't know there was a blackout policy before this. I didn't know there was a blackout policy. There had to be one because I mean, you can't just black out games and not I'm have paying a for an exclusive game, right? I'm paying, yeah. like Mike said, and now there's a blackout policy. I thought if I paid for that, like yeah. I'm guaranteed to get it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very weird that you would bet that that. Yeah, I mean, that's the great point. I mean, if you're paying but, for a service, you, you know, for yeah. for some for somebody like me, 
who covers Toronto in Buffalo and Toronto's not in the blackout market, it's ESPN plus has been great because I get almost every Toronto game, unless right. it's on say NHL network or on, you know, if it's on hockey night in Canada or whatever, I, I get it. But if you're a Buffalo fan and you live in Buffalo and you don't want to pay cable, then you're screwed. Oh yeah. If you don't pay cable these days, yeah. you're missing a lot of games and there's yeah. no way around it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's- unless you have an unless you have an illegal app or something like that, right? But I mean, we got to be honest though. Most people are paying for two services. Usually, yeah. whatever they're cutting the cord and local cable is, and something else yeah. to get a lot of the other games. Yeah, it's 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 only a matter of time before you you, you know that everything collapses into one thing, and it and you just pay for what you what you want. I, mean, I don't think so, Eck, because. I just wrote something about Major League Baseball. Like, if you keep having these singular companies wanting to have games just to get more subscribers, more eyes on their app, like Apple paid Major League Baseball $85 million, so now every Friday night they hijack a game. And it's like, you know, like they could do that, and Amazon's doing the same thing because they have all this extra money to blow, and they're doing it just to get people to maybe buy a few extra things while they're on there watching the game. But it doesn't serve the sport other than they just get money for it. But it doesn't help them long-term in actual ratings. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's the issue. Yeah, and there's a lot of ego involved, too, with some of these networks, too. I've talked to people about that. You know, like a lot of these things, you know, somebody at Apple Apple TV or whatever is a baseball person is like, yeah, I'm going to have money. We're going to have money. We're going to buy baseball. It's it's really interesting how – you would think it wouldn't be that way, but it there, there still is. There still is that sort of stuff that's going on. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't I don't blame the NHL for taking money for companies that want to give them the money, but I blame the companies that are getting the money to make it so difficult for people to watch games that it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, because it looks it looks really bad. Like when, when you can't watch a game on ESPN Plus, you're paying for ESPN Plus. Like you saw on Twitter, it will go people go crazy. You know, like that, yeah. that's gonna happen, and it's gonna that's what it just looks really really bad. Well, I'll just I'll just give you a a, a brief brief story about ESPN Plus. Now, I, like I paid for ESPN Plus back in March, and I paid the annual charge ninety nine dollars. They put out out there starting October twelfth. You have to pay ten ninety nine a month for for the NHL or for ESPN Plus. And I'm like, okay, well, wait. I paid for the annual charge. I paid the annual charge. I wasn't fifteen minutes before the season opener. I can't access Leaps Canadians, and I had to call the ESPN Plus 800 number and said, here, I've got my confirmation number. I paid it on March the 1st. The last time I looked at the calendar, October is not, you know, March to October is not a year. So they gave me my access. But the whole point is, they yeah, that's good. if I was stupid, if I was like somebody who was forgetful, I would have said, "Oh, I just got to pay the ten ninety nine a month." No, 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 no. Right. And, and then, or a person who just doesn't want to call, like you know, like a lot of people will just pay that because they don't want to make the phone call. They want to confront me. You know, they, they know that. They know me. people are. They know I'm a pain in the ass. So I mean, that some, someone, 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 a bad night when you when you wrong Michael Jello about at least Canadians opener. You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. When you wrong, when you wrong Michael Jello about jipping him out of nine dollars right. in full access. That's right. You're not. Gonna, it's not going to be a good night. Not going to be good night for any of you. Nope. True. Uh, <laughs> That's all the time we have for today, folks. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.